Hey love, welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Her Promise Circle podcast. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today, girl, you know, I know you know what to expect already. You've been listening, you've been tuning in, but today I'm hoping to encourage and empower you to walk in purpose, or if you're still finding your purpose, to be confident that you have a purpose because God has implanted it within you. You are the answer to a problem on this earth. You have gifts within you that God wants to use to reach people, to advance the kingdom, but to also bless you, to also prosper you. And he has ordained our steps. Nothing has been an accident up to now. You have everything you need within you to start pursuing full speed ahead the things that God has put in you to do. So let's get into it. Today, I wanna talk about pride and humility. So when we hear pride, it's such an ugly word, right? When you hear a proud person, take a minute, like what kind of person do you think of when you hear pride? Like he's prideful. You think of someone who's like aggressive, who is just conceited and arrogant. And so they're strong, right? They're very overly confident. And when we think of pride in this way, it keeps us from seeing that pride also hides in timidity. What do you mean, Nick? I mean, you could be suffering from pride and thinking that you're humble. Yikes. How is that, Mick? Well, let's first define what pride is in the Bible. It says here, pride can be defined as elevating one's opinions and thoughts above God's authoritative word. So we know God's word does not return unto him void. So he does not carelessly speak words over people or say things about us that aren't true. So that means if I think I am above what God is saying, that means I'm gonna value my opinion over God's. Most of the time, pride keeps people from even believing or having a relationship with God. God turns his back on the proud because they think they're God or they think that they're right, their way is right. And they think that what they think is the authoritative word when really God's word is the authoritative word. And so when we think of someone who's proud or thinks they're higher than God, we're like, oh, they're walking around strutting their stuff and they're so overly confident. But how does pride hide in timidity? How does pride hide in false humility? Sis, saying that you can't do something that God has already said you could do, saying that you aren't something that God has already said that you are, Says saying anything against what God has said about you is valuing and living out your opinion above God's. Pride. At the end of the day, you think you know better than him. And because it's hidden in a false humility, it's hidden in timidity, we think that we're right and that we're humble and that we're lowly and that we're in comfort. 
Comfort is the most dangerous place you can be because walking with God is anything but comfortable, okay? Walking with God and surrendering to him every day, taking up your cross, this is anything but comfortable. But for some reason, we get comfortable in what we think we are because this is our comfort zone. This is where we've been. This is how my mother has been. This is how my grandmother was. This is how everyone in my family is. This is what I've seen. And so this is what I am. I can't possibly be this. I can't possibly be that. This is where I am. How do you know what you believe about yourself? Look at your current situation, sis. I need you to be fully self-aware in this moment. Look at your current situation. Look at how you live life. What you believe has become real around you. And if you have been comfortable in settling for safe and settling for having just enough, this is what you currently are experiencing. It's actually not what God has said about you. And so today I am hoping to instill in you what God has said, but also having you deal with pride in your heart. Revealing pride in a different way to you that you may not have thought of it before because God turns his back on the proud. The word is still the word. Pride leads to destruction. The word is still the word. And because you think you don't suffer with pride, you're not repenting of it. Unrepentant sin keeps us feeling distant and confused and far from God. And if you don't realize a thing, because the enemy often clouds our eyes with it and makes it seem like a good thing, like I just said, this pride seems good. It seems like I'm humble and just living where I'm supposed to be and being satisfied with where I am. It disguises itself as where you're supposed to be because it's comfortable. If you're the girly who constantly says things like, I don't have the money for that. I can't afford that. I'm ugly. I'm not pretty enough. I won't be able to do that. No, me, no one in my family has ever done that. What if I fail? I can't do that. She's amazing. I can't do what she's done. How am I gonna figure this out? I don't even know anyone who does this. I don't even have a purpose, Nick. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. We think it sounds cute and humble and you ask these questions or you say these things about yourself, but you don't challenge them. You don't confront them. You don't wonder where they came from. You don't redefine them in what God's word says. You don't challenge them with what God is saying. You settle for them. I'm ugly, okay, I'm ugly. So because I believe I'm ugly or fat or that I'm not beautiful, I carry myself that way. I don't dress up that nice. I don't even really leave the house. I have low self-esteem. This is what you believe and so you live it out. I can't afford that. So you buy the cheapest of everything. You don't even look at your budget. You don't want to even see your credit card statement. You don't want to manage your money because you have anxiety around money because you just feel like you never have enough. Been there. Let's talk about humility. Let me tell you what humility is not. Humility is not denying God's power, God's grace, God's goodness, and God's gift in your life. Humility is not putting yourself down so you don't seem conceited. 
Because when you're putting yourself down and God has already said you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that before you were in the womb, he knew you when you were an unformed substance, he had ordained your steps and you are putting yourself down, a creation that was made in his image. You are speaking against what God has created for purpose. What God sees as something valuable, what God so loved and therefore sent his son to die so he could have relationship with. You are putting it down and passing it off as humility. And it has now become your comfort zone to speak badly about yourself. You are comfortable here. You are comfortable speaking against what it is that God has created. You are comfortable speaking against what it is that God has put in you. You are comfortable saying what it is God has not said. Humility is not denying the desire God has put in your heart. Says you know why you want more? Because God delights in seeing his children prosper. That is a verse in the word. Second Corinthians 9 and 8 says he will abundantly supply for every good work. You are supposed to be living in abundance, not in just enough and not in not enough. This is not your lot in life. The Israelites passed from slavery to a land of milk and honey, their promised land. But even their view, remember the spies that went to go look and see? They saw, oh, it is good over here. It is luscious. They have grapes the size of two men over here. But there are giants over there. And they see us as grasshoppers. And the land is already occupied. And they see it as something they can't attain. When God already told them it was theirs. They spoke against what God said. So if you speak against the abundance that God is trying to bring into your life, you won't have it. You're not in agreement with what God is saying is yours, with what God has placed in front of you, with what God says about his children. You speak against it and therefore you don't have it because you must claim it, receive it. And you think your definition of humility is not receiving. It's hard for you to accept gifts, no? It's hard for you to accept for someone to pay for you. It's hard for you to receive. We are to have an open flow of give and receive because God supplies abundantly for us. A huge block for Christians is money and abundance because we think wanting more and we see people who do have more are oftentimes worldly or they're not living how they're supposed to. And so not wanting these things makes us better in some sense because if we live lowly and we're satisfied with living down here we're doing it right god didn't promise you not enough nowhere in the bible does it say you will have not enough nowhere if you find it let me know nowhere in the bible does it says you will have not enough if he dresses the lilies how much more will he clothe you all throughout the bible we see the gifts God wants to bestow upon us, but because we speak against them, because we can't receive them in true humility, we don't have them. First of all, sis, at the end of the day, the very most important thing is God will get the glory out of our lives. 
And God cannot get the glory out of your life if you are hell-bent on hiding, if you are determined to say you are not what he has called you to be, that you cannot do what he has called you to do. There's no room for God to show his glory in your life. We pray, God, use me, use me. But God gives you a business idea. And did you start? Did you get the LLC? Did you get a business coach? Did you find a mentor? Did you get better at budgeting? Did you take a class? It's so much you can do. Have you scheduled that time in to take steps ahead to what God has called you to do? You can't get it out of your head. You can't get it out of your heart or your spirit for a reason because he put it there. God will get the glory out of your life if you allow him to use you. And sis, I'm trying to show you where you're keeping God from using you. If you're praying for God to use you, God, show me my purpose, but you're not taking steps on the things he's implanting in you. The thing about God is he gives you one clue, one step, and then you must take steps towards it to find out more steps, more direction, more clarity, more guidance. He starts giving you by one deposit. So sis, if there's one thing he's placed in you, hey, write a page of that book today. I want you to write a book. Break that thing down and start taking steps. Take a writing class. Meet some authors. Have a mentor who's been writing books. Take a step and then he will give you the idea and then he will show you the wisdom you need to sell it. You say you can't do things, but you haven't even tried. Or you tried once and gave up. God gets no glory from you denying his power in your life. God wants to work through you for the kingdom, to reach other people. The things you've been through have not been for no reason. They've been so you can learn, so you can be strong. You have been prepared to do this thing that he has put in your heart through everything you've been through because God says he works everything out for our good. Like I said, it's hard to think the ugly words apply to us, but if God tells you to do something and you don't do it, what is that? Disobedience. That's right. Why would God ask you to do something that you could do on your own? Something small, something obtainable, something that a human eye could be like, oh yeah, I can do that. God's not going to tell you to wash the dishes. No, God is going to ask you to do something you are going to be afraid of doing. Look at Moses. He called Moses, told him, you're going to lead my people out. And Moses is like, no, 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 no. He said no four times and gave him all these reasons. I, I can't even talk, you know? He had all these reasons why he couldn't do what God called him to do. And this may be you in this season. But sis, we're going to break out of it by learning what the true definition of what humility is. A good indicator that God has told you to do something is that you feel it's bigger than you, that you don't have the resources for it. You're afraid to do, you're nervous to do, that triggers you because you need him to accomplish it. And you will always need him to accomplish it. You will always have to stay close to him and he will always get the glory out of it because you did not do it on your own. You allowed God to work through you to do the thing he has called you to do. Pretending you're content and comfortable and settling is not humility. 
if God has placed a desire for more in your heart, we think more means we're greedy. No, you could be grateful and want more. You can do more with more resources. You can do more with more funding. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. As long as you're doing that, wanting more is what God said he would do for you. He would supply abundantly for every good work. Why would he say that? Why would he say that if he didn't plan on giving you supply for what he's called you to do? God has given us gifts and wisdom. God has told us to be fruitful and multiply. Remember the parable of the servants who received gifts. Two of them multiplied them. They were diligent. They stewarded over them properly. But the third was rebuked. Why? He was given one gift and hid it. Sis, what gifts are you hiding? What thing has been in your heart that you have tried to take a step towards, but then you forget and you get back comfortable and you don't follow through? You're inconsistent. You get scared and you let that fear keep you in hiding. What is it that God is calling you to do? What is it that God is asking you to take one step towards? What is God asking you to believe that he will show you you can do all things through him who will strengthen you? Show you that in your weakness, he is made strong. What is that thing? Let's talk about what humility is. In James 4 and 10, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. True humility leads to elevation and promotion and abundance. True humility is knowing you can't do it by yourself or on your own. Humility is the fear of the Lord in Proverbs 22 and 4. It's knowing that with God, all things are possible, that in your weakness, he is made strong, that he will get the glory out of your life by showing what he has done through you. Humility is owning what God says, but realizing your humanity. Own what God says and stop speaking against what he says. Start monitoring how you talk every day. What things are you saying that speak against what he is saying about you? Because it's holding you back. So sis, you got to get tired. You got to get tired of the start and stop. You got to get tired of the, oh, I think of it, but then I get scared and then I don't take a step or I get overwhelmed. Sis, if you've been in this place for two years, three years, 10 years, 20 years, how do you expect to pull yourself out of something? you have been comfortable with. You can't. God uses other people. This is why I always encourage you guys to get mentors or coaches or therapy if it's an emotional healing you need. Because God uses people to help pull you out of that mindset. Get a mindset coach. Get a personal development coach. I offer both. Get a Christian therapist if you need to heal if you need to become whole, if you get triggered to a point that you know it's traced back to something from your childhood, get a therapist, get help, get a mentor. I also offer a mentorship program. Sis, it's time to assess ourselves. It's time to be real. I'm going to leave my quarterly goal tracker in the bio for you. <clears throat> There's a discount code so you can get one for yourself. But this is the tracker I use. 
and I break everything down into steps, realistic, achievable goals so that I don't give up on myself so I can see it in front of me so I can make it plain and go ahead and do what I feel God is leading me to do. Don't look at what God has called you to do as this big thing that you have to do all at one time. It's going to be a process. It's going to take time. It's going to take mentorship, coaching, help. Get around people who have their own businesses. Change up your friend group. If your friend group has been comfortable for the past five years and you are doing the best as you are not in a good position, you're in danger. Get around people who motivate you and inspire you and will push you. Change your environment and you change your life. Change your mindset and you will change your life. Own what it is that God has said about you. Believe him and it will change your life. Take that step, sis. I'm trying to see what your gifts are about to do, okay? I'm excited. I'm excited. Share with me if this has reached you or touched you. If there's something that's been on your mind to do, share it with me. You can email me. You can follow me on Instagram. But tell me, I'm really invested in women and how we've held ourselves back through our mind, our mental gymnastics and being comfortable and being afraid, letting fear hold us down. No more. No more not enough. No more feeling like we're not good enough. No more feeling like we're not worthy. I'm over it. Says, I leave you with some questions that you can journal on your own. What gifts am I hiding? That means you know it's something you're good at. That means someone comes to you for this thing. This is something that you could do for free and enjoy. Something that you're good at, a skill. Something that comes naturally or easily. Something that could help people. What are your gifts that you're hiding? that you haven't yet brought forth? What is it that God has put on your heart to do? What is one thing that you know you need to do? You've probably been thinking about it on and off for the past five, six months, a year or two or five. That's something that keeps coming up in your heart to do and you haven't started yet. What is it? And how can your gifts be used to advance the kingdom? Consider that. What is God saying for you to do that will reach his people, that will help his people? He loves his people and he wants to use you to help them. What is it in you that can help other people? So says, let me pray for you because they're breaking for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for my sister. I thank you for this word. And I pray that it's been implanted in good soil, in fertile soil. And may we nurture this seed, Lord, so that it turns into the fruit of us taking steps, of us getting closer to our goals, of us doing what it is that you called us to do, of us being truly humble. Lord, we repent for the spirit of pride. God, we repent of thinking that our opinion is above yours, thinking we are who we think we are instead of being who it is you called us to be. Lord, forgive us. And I pray that your Holy Spirit empowers us to live free of fear. For you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I pray that my sister operates in this for this last quarter of the year and for the rest of her life, that she does not forget that in her weakness you are made strong, that she knows that she can do all things through you who will strengthen her. And God, I pray that this is her lot in life. Abundance, a wealth mindset, a growth mindset. Lord, I speak this into her in the name of Jesus. We pray for wisdom. You said you give it freely in this season, God, so that we can advance the kingdom, seek you first, and help your people with the gifts you put in us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I will see y'all next week.